Welcome to Pushing Through. It is Thursday, March 26th, and we are still in Los Angeles. We are still trying to do our best to stay quarantined and stay inside at all times. And I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong, Ooh. live from his house. BJ, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Another day. We try to figure it out, you know, uh, try to find activities. I'm running out of activities right now. Yeah, what are the activities uh, that, that you were doing right now? Last time we talked, you know, we were talking about gin, rummy, spades. You know, we've had some other people bring up Blu-ray, like the classic card games. we got Monopoly, right. you know, the, the classic board games. What are you doing now? We've moved on to chess. We're learning Ooh. all the chess pieces on the board. And, uh, you know, it's been great. My, my, my four-year-old, I've, I've introduced him to chess. Mm. He's He says he understands the game. He's got it all figured out already, so... Mm. That's what we're doing. Uh, what else are we doing? I, I'm happy earlier to, today. I'm happy. Yeah, you earlier to chess before checkers. I mean, that's a that's a real dad move. That's a real yeah, dad I, move. Well, I, 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 I did. It was. You know what? You know it, that was that was a real dad move. You know, I felt pretty good about that. I like that. Um, what else did we do today? We talked about how to wash a car. I figured that's a good three hours of like <laughs> activity. <laughs> so we talked about that today. You know, we that was our that was our little that was the the, the little father son you know activity. We talked about washing the car today. So I figured that would be a good three or four hours of like, you know, constructive the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was well, into well, that. Yeah, what was the soundtrack of that? Is it like the classic working at the car wash? Yeah, or were we well, playing you know, like updated beats? Like what's going so on? So we so to, today we just organized ourselves, right? We didn't okay. want to oh, do yeah. too many things. We organized ourselves. We had to assess. Had to yeah, assess. Had <laughs> Where was the car going to be parked? We had to get the holes just right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this was such a process. This is this is amazing stuff. You know, then, and then we did like we checked oil and the. It was great. You know, it was like it was like a it was like two hours this morning of getting prepared and he loved it. And then he came in, he had to tell everybody about what he did, how we're going to wash the car. Mm. You know, now we got to get the towels already. So, you know, we're just, <laughs> you know, we're just figuring out creative ways to stay busy around here. <laughs> I love that. I love that you have it mapped out in the hours too. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. What's a single guy do? I want to know what does a single guy do? You know? Hey, I, I'm, I'm in a relationship in quarantine, a quarantine relationship, <laughs> right? Like, so uh, we, we've, we've had the same symptoms. So, uh, uh, Sammy, shout out to, yeah, we, we've been traveling together. First, we're in an Airbnb. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> now, now, now we're out in Malibu. Marius, you know Marius, did you hear that? He's in a relationship. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, I love hey, it. It's I love it. Hey, 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 hey. Anything you want to tell us? Anything you want to share? With, with our... <laughs> All I got to say is if it's the end of the world, if it's the end of the world, you don't want to be by yourself. You know? like, that's, that, those are facts. Those are facts. Oh, wow. You know so what? That's... Midas, can you figure out what would be the proposal? Mm. You know, we want to know what's the proposals for marriage during this time. Is there a way for us to figure that out? I feel like uh, we can get the numbers on that. We can check on the numbers, but we also we do know that the, the divorce rate is really high. Oh, <laughs> well, we don't want that. We don't. We don't want that. We don't want that here. We just want you know. We want. We want these young men and women to come into <laughs> to what yeah. you and I already know, Midas. You and I already know. Uh, I'm, so, sure that, I'm, they, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's going to be a lot of a lot of babies in nine months from now. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's for sure. You know, yeah. next December. Oh man, that's where 
we'll, we'll, we'll be figuring that one out here. Yeah. First, first we had baby boomers. Now we're going to have Corona kids. Uh, and yeah. the, corona, the Corona kids, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if I can trust the Corona kids, uh, but yeah, I'll be sure to, I'll stay safe out there. So I don't, I don't, you know, participate in that world. And I hope you guys uh, find three hour car washes. So you don't participate in the divorce world. And then we'll all stay safe out here. That's the, that's the major plan. Uh, I did want to point out that as you were planning uh, the car wash, it was, you know, March 26th. And usually in March, we had the NCAA tournament. And on this day, March 26, uh, in 1979, we had Larry Bird play Magic Johnson in the oh. NCAA title championship. Game. Were you even born then? I wasn't. No, you weren't even born. No, I wasn't was even about, born then. That was like, what, 40 years ago? How long has it been? It's been. Yeah, about, yeah. About forty years, yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been a hot mm-hmm, minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we should point a, a hot minute, <laughs> a hot minute. <laughs> and we should point it out because you know, it, it usually on this day we'd be watching basketball and and maybe not something as epic as that. But I just wanted to see if you remember watching that game because apparently that is the seminal game that changed you know basketball, put it at the forefront. It's Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. It's Magic in Detroit, you know, versus Larry in the Indiana, you know, like classic the white boy basketball players, as they would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, do you remember watching that game? Oh, yeah, do I remember? It was, like, in – it's literally been about 40, 40 what, 1979, right? 78? When was that yeah. game played? Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 79? Um, yeah, I remember that. I was – I was, like, 12 years old or something um, at the time. I do remember that. I remember <laughs> the whole city of Detroit – you know, rallying around that. Um, yep. You know, I, I had I had saw Magic play in high school. I saw him play in college, right up the road there in East Lansing. Yep. So that was a that was a pivotal moment for us, you know. And uh, yeah, that was a great game. You know, it's still talking about it today, forty years later. But I remember it was uh, we were all rooting for Michigan State at that at that moment. At least the city of Detroit was. And for people that don't remember, like back in those times, March Madness actually would end in March. So like this was the championship game on March 26th. Uh, and then we had, uh, what was it? Yeah, March 27th. Tomorrow actually is the day that 76, the Indiana Hoosiers like won the title and they were completely 32-0. and That happened on the 27th. And also on the 27th, Michael Jordan hit the shot against Georgetown uh, in 1982. So there's our history lesson for the day of what we, you know, could be watching on the on these days. But instead... Like we said, you know, it's time for quarantines and, and car washes yeah. and all that other stuff. And think about it. You never – you didn't see – I I think I saw – yeah, well, you know, 1976, was that the Sixers? No, no, not the Sixers. I mean the, the Hoosiers, right? Yeah, the Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember watching that one. I, I don't remember watching that one. Uh, that was 76. that was the last time, yeah, we saw an undefeated team, 32 and yeah, I don't, 76. But I, Bob Knight. But, but I watched uh, the other two for sure. I remember watching Jordan. <laughs> And yep. I remember watching uh, uh, Magic in 79. Right around from 79 on, I think I've, I've watched everyone. I can't remember who wanted prior to that. but um, so, are you, right now? so are you officially saying on the record that since you started watching basketball, that's when it became popular? Because that's what everyone says. They're like, in 1979, that's the year that basketball started to pop. So like you, you watched and you're like, look, it's a pretty good sport. I don't know if it started, I don't know if it started to pop. <laughs> I don't think we were saying that in 1979. <laughs> but I do remember – I remember the interest in the game. Yeah. And I, I do remember that. I, I remember, like, there was a lot of interest. And um, and the, the one thing about Magic that we found interesting was, you know, when he was in high school, he played center. 
So it was just beyond our way of thinking to say the center could actually dribble the ball. I remember my dad was like, hey, I want to show you we're going to go to this game. And this guy plays the center position and he dribbles the ball. And it was like, huh? What What do you mean? Like, you know, you got to throw it to the guard and the guard walks it up the court. Mm-hmm. And you saw this kid that was six seven, six eight with an afro. And he would, <laughs> they would play like a 2-3 zone. Magic would rebound the ball and he would start dribbling it. And it was just such a foreign concept to us that a guy this tall could dribble the ball, he could pass it, and he was fast. So mm-hmm. it was just like, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. So it was just like, and he had a, he had the greatest, I mean, I think his nickname is like one of the greatest, it's not the greatest. I mean, Magic, you know, that's yeah. just a great name. That's a great yeah, name. It, it's voila, Magic, every single time. And, you know, when you kind of go and work it back, it's like if his name was Irvin Johnson, we don't have the same magic around the name. In the same way that if Tiger was Eldrick Woods, you know, it might not be. Right. Like, like the name almost, like, makes a statement in and of itself. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember he was like, you just came – to the game, you didn't care if he won or lost. You just wanted to see a center drill the ball. Yeah. That was just like, you just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even understand how that was going on. And, you know, but I mean, think about it now, you're like, wow, whatever. But back then, that was like, oh, wow, you got to see Magic. You got to see him. Yeah, you got to see a guy that's 6'9", start the break and get the rebound and kind of run like a gazelle up the floor and do all these, like, you know, little packages where, you know, because he had the Pistol Pete thing going on where he liked to – it was like deceit, you know? It was like a fun game of hide-and-seek with the basketball. Which no, I feel it was, like, it was, we yeah. call that the no-look you know, no pass, right? You know, you're yeah, like yeah. – he was like, how did he seal? You know, he would just go like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you go like you go like that. You go, how did he see over there? You know, <laughs> he was looking that way. You know, that was that was the fun part about all of this. Is uh, he really made the game fun? Like for yep. for all of us. I mean, Pistol Pete. You know, the things he was doing was just like I I, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> like I couldn't even imagine doing that. But what Magic was doing, I could like I could imitate that possibly in a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in Detroit. The no look away pass was like every guard in Detroit at that time or in Michigan, when you would pass the ball, you would just do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time you would just do like that, you know? And, it, and then you and, get the, you get uh, the so crowd, then, you get the, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, you know, and the coaches would be like, fundamentals, BJ, you can't do that, <laughs> you know? And then so you just like, not, oh, I do. yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. nod and you just like sneeze or something. You're like, I had a sneeze. So that's yeah, why I looked yeah, over here. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It wasn't anything else. There was you know, I can, I can still remember the, the – so it's this guy. <laughs> God, this is going back. So it's this guy in Detroit. He actually grew up in Flint. His name nice. was Durrell Johnson. Flintstone. He was, a Flint, he was a Flintstone, and he went to Flint Central High School. And he, he perfected the no-look-away pass. It was so good. They called it the banana peel. Because whenever he would, whenever he would pass the ball, he would peel out. He, he, yeah, would, yeah. he, he would go like, the, you know, like most of us would just do like this. He would peel all the way out. <laughs> he, he would peel out. And, yeah. and the crowd like, would go crazy. He's running back on defense by the time yeah, he Yeah, it was like a 180. He would do a 180. He'd go to the, and he would just turn around and start. And then the, you so Daryl Johnson, shout out to, to DJ, right? I, I, yeah. DJ went to Michigan State as well. And uh, he perfected the, the peel-out. That's what we called it up there. So if you could do the peel-out, that was like improving upon Magic Johnson's no-look-away pass. 
was it called a banana split when you split defenders and you peeled out afterwards? We weren't, it, we weren't that creative back then. You know, that, <laughs> that, that, that Detroit public school education wasn't that, wasn't that creative, you know? North Carolina public school, we were just trying to figure anything out. We're like, maybe banana split, like whatever it takes, like we'll figure it out. Uh, but that's, that's a great story. Shout out to, shout out to DJ. That's, uh, yeah, these, yeah. These, these are the Detroit stories that I come to. DJ, that, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> everyone, everyone in Michigan will know what that means. Yeah, well, we uh, we keep it uh, as Michigan as possible. We try to keep it as basketball as possible here on the show, but obviously there is no basketball. So I wanted to bring up these things to at least give us some sort of basketball. But you mentioned music earlier, and we've had a lot of people during this quarantine, a lot of artists, right? They've been going live. They've been doing sets live. And and you were privy to these sets. We we saw Ninth Wonder. Yep. Uh, is there anybody else that you've been listening to in this time, BJ? Because we know you're a hip-hop. Well, shout out to Ninth. You know, that's our guy. That's our, that's our North yeah. Carolina guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, Ninth is one of my favorite producers. Oh, Jug Life. I like that. <laughs> hey, uh, we got to stay hydrated out here. Yeah, we got to stay hydrated. <laughs> uh, my favorite my favorite one thus far yep. has been Biz Marquis. Biz is, mm. you know, the diabolical Biz Marquis. That's <laughs> like my guy, right? I just like saying his name, the diabolical, you know? <laughs> uh, I checked in with his. Nice. Uh, Primo had a really nice set, you know, uh, yep. DJ Premier. I checked in with uh, Kid Capri. I checked in with his, of course, D Nice. <laughs> I checked in with his. Uh, I did not. I did not get a chance to see the Erica Badu Ooh. live set. She had the. She had a live set. I did not see that one, but I heard it was good. Uh, she did a. She supposedly she did one Ooh. from uh, her bedroom. Oh, look who! Look who just joined us there! Look who just joined us! <laughs> Look at this story, this, this story. So, uh, but I, I didn't hear, I didn't see hers. So I've been checking in with all the DJs. I love that. I love that. Jamal, what's going on, man? Welcome to Pushing Through. Oh, we're almost there. I don't think you can hear. I, I'm back on. I'm there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm not tech savvy, man. I'm not tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm yeah. Tech. yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, oh man. man, this is what's going crazy. on. Oh, you What's going on, man? That's, that's, that's the great JC. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Hey, I was watching your highlights the other day, man. Uh, stop <laughs> yeah, it! Yeah. There you hey, go. What are no highlights? Was, hey, hey, hey what, yo, what, 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 this is not a highlight there. I was just standing what, in the corner like this. Yeah, whatever. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm standing in the corner. I'm still open. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, when MJ went got that air one, you had to calm him down. You had to get the line of fire. Now calm down, make some free throw now. We got this. Yeah. Uh, this is just getting kids involved, man. This is the best, man. Well, hey, well, you know, thanks for checking in with us. What you got Absolutely. going on, mate? What, what's been going man. on? Check in. What have you been doing? I'm online schooling. This has been crazy, right? So you get a chance to see how, how much work the teachers really put in because you're not sitting in the classrooms. And obviously, you see your, your kids when they come home and everything they're learning, you talk to them, you do homework with them. But it's been like we have real school days from nine in the morning to three and three no seriously to three in the afternoon with recess and, and, and naps in between. So it's been crazy. But it's been it's been fun because you're you're doing something a little bit different than you normally would, but just with the world is it's been really crazy. Yeah, it's been a crazy time yeah. for all. And uh we appreciate you coming on pushing through. No, that. absolutely. I, I did want to point that out. You you pointed out that you have to be a basically a teacher at this point because you have yeah. at home and, and BJ mm-hmm. understands that Mike is doing the same thing, our producer here. And I just wanted to ask, is this the time that we're all gonna learn that teachers need to get paid more? 
Because we're all I hope at so. home. <laughs> we're all learning yeah, how hard so. <laughs> I hope so. B BJ texted me and said, What's the schedule? And I'm thinking to myself, my schedule revolves around them. You know what I mean? So I got my wife like, okay, when's nap time? So I'm rushing to make it work. But no, nah, they absolutely should get paid more for sure. Yeah, well, we wanted to also bring up the fact you, you said you were watching BJ highlights the other day. That that seems yeah. to be what yeah. everyone is doing in the basketball world to sort of cope with the fact that we don't have March Madness. Obviously, the NBA is postponed, mm -hmm. and we're all sitting at home. Uh, can you give us a rundown of what is the J crossover highlight, you know, top five, top ten, whatever it may be, of, of things that you're yeah. watching right now? So to be honest with you, I was watching highlights like like this way beforehand. So it's, okay. it's kind of interesting to see everybody <laughs> like, okay, I have I have nothing else going on. Let me go back and check this out. Yeah. Now what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting four or five guys every night who I'm watching just so – like last night, I threw out the name Dale Ellis. I'm throwing out names that people aren't used to seeing because there's a lot of highlights floating around the last 10 years, but there was basketball before that. And one thing BJ told me a long time ago, I never forgot, he said, that ball is never going to stop bouncing. It's going to always bounce somewhere. And there was a lot of great players trying to pave the way. Yeah, yeah. So I watched, I watched last night. I was Mark Price, uh, Eddie Jones, Dale Ellis, and who was the other guard? Kevin Johnson. Ooh, so I'm just Cajun. splitting them up every yeah every night I'm oh. doing names that people haven't heard in a while who could go like you know so I had BJ the other night. Oh, stop it, man! Hey, no, I, did, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Who is your who is your favorite player? Because when you 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 have you had a very creative way of thinking about the game. Right, you were a student of the game. Mm -hmm. who, who is your favorite favorite player? And then I'm going to tell you who my favorite player of all time is. But tell me, who's your favorite player? Okay, so I'm going to tell you mine, and then I'm going to try to guess yours. Okay. So my favorite of all favorites is Michael. I, I just, you know what, and I've never said this, all the interviews I've ever done about him, I've never said this. He allowed you to dream when you were watching him. Like, this dude right. really, like, when you see him play, it was like slow music was playing in the background. You dreamed about what was out there. So he's like my all-time, all-time favorite. And then it goes Magic, Isaiah. I think Isaiah's yours, by the way. Just the way you play and stuff. I think he's yours. All right, he's up there for you. You got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's up, up there. He's, no, he's up there. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Magic is from Memphis, Michigan. You know, he's up there. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. So those are my – Michael, Magic, Isaiah are my top three, like my favorite three ever. Okay, this is my who's favorite yours? Who's yours? Okay, yeah, my who's favorite yours? player. My favorite player. And, and he didn't become my favorite until I got to the NBA. Okay. Okay. So, Michael, Magic, Isaiah, all those guys, right? You know. Mm -hmm. But there was a player that everyone used to talk about, but they would only talk about him in the locker rooms. It was this guy by the name of Michael Ray Richardson, the sugar Ooh. man. <laughs> he was so nasty. Oh! No, hey, hey, no. no. Oh, he was so nasty. No. So, I started here, I would ask all the players, like, tell me about the sugar man. And everybody was like, oh, that's the sugar man. It was like... Everybody knew he was like unbelievable, but no one said anything. Yeah. So I one day, Jamal, I asked, I asked MJ, I said, man, tell me about the sugar man. I would talk to you, know, I would ask, right. you know, <laughs> I, would ask I was asking all of the guards, Mo Cheeks, I'd say, tell me about the sugar man. Everybody go, ooh. Right. Know? They would give right. me that baby diaper face, like, ooh. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I started doing my homework on this guy. And I asked him, I said, tell me who was the toughest player you ever played against in the NBA. And he said, without hesitation, Jamal, Sugar Man. Yeah, Michael Ray Richardson. So I said, wait a minute. Like, okay, you know MJ. They don't right. give it up to nobody. Right? To nobody. No, to nobody. Sugar Man, like, so I said, why? He said, because the Sugar Man was the only guard 
that I ever played against that could attack me on the offensive end and the defensive end. Wow. Wow. See, Sugar, I, I just saw Sugar actually last year. He came to a game. Oh, man. But, oh, he was – I make sure to always give him his love. I don't care where he's at in the crowd. I walk through – I'm in a layup line. I see Sugar. I'm getting – hey, oh, layup can oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm going to get Sugar his love because I always want, like – and that's why another reason why I'm tweeting those guys out because I want those guys, whether it be Nick Van Axel, whether it be yeah, yeah, Terrell yeah. Brandon, just to, right. So I want them guys to know what they mean to us and to our culture. Right. Like, cause a lot of times people, it's, it's, it's the microwave era, right? They want everything now. So they see highlights, even me, they'll see highlights of me now on YouTube and all that stuff. But there's some, there's people I stole from, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I want them guys to know these guys' names they haven't heard. And so while I got this platform, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure those names well, are I always heard and they're forgotten. I caught uh, all, Nick Van. I caught Tricky Dicky yeah, in his did. prime. You did. You it's did. Two guards. I wish I could have seen play against each other in their prime. Gary Payton versus the Sugar Man. Ooh, that would have been nasty. Because <laughs> you know what? They both around like those are bigger guards. You know, and they take yeah. pride in what they do. Sugar Ooh. had that. So, so let me ask you this: B, what was the difference between Sugar and his creativity and Earl Monroe? And his, like, how he played. I didn't see Earl. I didn't see Earl, you know. But, you know, when you played in New York, I'm sure you probably saw Earl all the time. Yeah, um, I saw him all the time. Said, um, mm -hmm. You know, that was my dad's favorite player, right? You know, that's Black yeah, Jesus, Yeah, that's my dad. That's like, I, yeah. I had to call Earl one day. When I, when I first met Earl, I said, look, I got to call you with my dad, you know. And right. Earl was that's nice Black enough Jesus. to talk. Oh, that's Black <laughs> Jesus. Um, I didn't see Earl. Earl wasn't as big as the Sugar Man. Like right. every, I see Sugar Man at every All Star weekend. Right. I uh, make sure we spend time together and we just talk basketball. And Sugar was big. And, yeah, he and, was uh, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, was yeah. big, and, and most people didn't know he played for Judd Heathcote as well. And this Montana, is what I heard about Sugar. I heard Sugar was like magic with a better jump. Now you talk. See now, now you got me. See, hey, 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 hey. That's what I heard. Ja Jamal, he was unreal. He was unreal, and he had that dog in him. Yeah, he yeah. had that. He, he was playing defense and picking up full. As he, he could score, right hand, left hand, and he was. That's the sugar man. I, I mean, see, see, see. Hey, yeah, I'm putting him on. The, I'm putting him on YouTube here. tonight. Yeah, you put him on. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we put him on hot seat tonight. We go. You know what we go do? <laughs> uh, Midas, we got to make a video to the sugar man for this episode. Oh, for sure, <laughs> man, for sure. Jamal, man, you you would love the sugar man. Basketball, I'm, basketball. Oh, man. I've never heard one great player ever say a bad word about him. Like, you know how sometimes there's hate. Yeah, 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 never, yeah, yeah, not yeah. one time. No, that, it's that, all that, the that, utmost respect when his name is spoken. No, he, he was, he was, if, if, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I said, yeah, 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 yeah. That's for real. And also, uh, I just want to point it out, Jamal, like, what is the list, right? So, because people know, like, they may know, like, a Lenny Bias, right? That, like, but they right. might not know the Sugar Man because, right. you know, or they may know a George Gervin, but they may not know Artis Gilmore. So, like, how, so that's how, why I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah so that's exactly why I'm more inclined to give the people that aren't talked about as much that same light, right? Because I got, not to brag, but I got a, a million and a half people on Twitter. I'm like, here, look at this guy. You know, before there was Clay Thompson, there was Adele Ellis. There was, you know what I mean? Before there was whoever, there was this person. So that's the people I'm kind of inclined to look at and kind of, you know, really give that, put on that stage and that pedestal and hopefully introduce to a younger audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, people that they haven't seen. We'd love Alex English. So if we could get like some Alex English and uh, yeah, that uh, lever, you know, some different yeah. Nuggets highlights from back in the 80s. Oh, there you that. go. See, people uh, don't even uh, know how good like Moses Malone was and just different yeah. guys, but no. Uh, uh, 
Mark uh, King. There were so many great mm-hmm. players. Andrew Tony. There were so many great players. Hey, Jamal, do you remember growing up in Seattle, the young Dennis Johnson, the young, Dude, the young athletic a, Dennis Johnson? Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> nasty. He was nasty. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. He, he put me through my second workout with the Clippers. So I worked out really? for the Kings going through the draft, and then I went through the Clippers, and he put me through the whole workout. I'm picking his brain, asking him questions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jamal, yeah. now that you've been out for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, season is kind of going through that. We'll get to that yeah. later. Do you still have the desire to come back and potentially play in the NBA? I absolutely do. Like, you know, what's crazy B, is, is, you know, as you get closer to the end, it's a different appreciation for it. Like, I always appreciated and loved it, but now I can see the, the end of the tunnel. So, for me, right. you want to you know, really just soak up and be immersed in that. And I wouldn't do it. I, I have such respect for the game. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could help. Like, right. I know I could go help. Like, and that's right. the part, whether it be on the court or off the court. On the court, you know, I averaged 31 off the bench my last month in the NBA. That's my highest <laughs> one month in my 19th career, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, 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 hey. How many of you I, I didn't get that. My, my, my. 31 <laughs> and six assists off the bench. <laughs> B, I have 50. I have everybody talks about the 50 point game. I have 50 off the bench. Like this is like this is you know what I mean. So I'm sure I can still play. I said I only know two game. guys who did that. I know Jamal and Derrick Rose. They're the only two guys yeah, I know yeah, that yeah, scored 50 yeah, points yeah. off the bench. Yes, yeah. yeah, see, see, and D Rose is oh he's one. We gotta talk about him. We gotta talk about D Rose at some point. Is that's my guy. I love him to death. One of right, my favorites. Right, right. Yeah, right. one of my favorites. But you yeah. still definitely want to play those. For definitely sure. want to play. I still work out, uh, play all the time. And actually, I feel better than I did last season. And I'm sure mm-hmm. rest is part of it. But just I had to strengthen my body in different ways. And I've been doing a lot of yoga, a lot of uh, intrinsic uh, strength exercises to get the little muscles stronger. So I feel great. I'm throwing off the backboard dunking again. I'm feeling good. Oh, good. stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah stop nah, it. It ain't all the time, man. It ain't all the time. <laughs> yeah, if you have to. If you have to in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, if they need be. If they start talking too much, I can still pull it out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, nah, I, I definitely have a desire to play. Uh, but I feel like I'm in a win-win, even if it doesn't happen, being here with my family. Because last year was tough. That was my first year without being with my family. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, those lonely days after practice and after gym, it's just you there. And I signed, you know, the day before the season. So they stayed here, set up home base. And so I look at it as a win win. If I don't go back, I'm here with them full time doing what I do. And if I do, you know, I'm still living my dream. So either way, I'm, I'm good. You know, looking at the season this year, um, mm-hmm. I know you watch every game. You watch yeah, it every yeah, game. Yeah. East Coast, <laughs> yeah. West Coast. It's it, don't miss it. it don't matter. What did you like? Who you like this year? Who do you, if if the if the season was being played out? Who do you think would have won the championship this year? One of the LA teams, mm, I think okay. either the Clippers or Lakers. And on the East, I, I could have saw Milwaukee. I still think they were missing something though. Maybe another shot creator, maybe something in the playoffs when it bogs down. But Milwaukee and I thought uh, Boston had a puncher's chance. Philadelphia kind of fell off a little bit to me, but in the in the West, it was coming down to those LA teams for sure. And I think the Clippers would have got the Lakers. I really do. Mm. Yeah. Really I think they just have more. I think they have more shot makers. You know, I think they can give it to Kawhi. They can give it to Paul George. They can give it to Lou. I think they have more guys who can get it. You know, in the playoffs, everything slows down. You, everybody knows everybody's plays. You got to just have somebody can get a bucket. And I think those guys can do it. In LeBron's cast, besides AD, the rest of them are really catch-and-shoot guys. You know, whether it be right. Danny Green or Avery Bradley or, you know, uh, Kuzma and guys like that. So – I thought the Clippers had – and I thought Kawhi could guard LeBron a little bit better than most people do. 
Mm, yeah. Look at yeah. JC. Look yeah. at that. Look yeah, at all Coach, Coach Crawford. Look at Coach Crawford. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just giving some jewels you gave me. That's yeah. all. I ain't doing too much. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah how yeah. was that? How was speaking of uh, Jews talking going back? When you came into the league, you know, you came in, we had Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. Tyson, yeah. And those guys. You still keep in contact with those guys? I do. I do still talk to them. And I'm, it's, it's, it's been, I'm, those two end up winning championships. Right, you know, right, like right. Thought, yeah, right. <laughs> they, won championships. they won championships. But no, I still keep in contact with them and, and just to see their journey. We're all going our, our own journey, got our families and stuff, but we still check in. Man, that's, it's crazy because we all grew so much. Like looking back from from our rookie years to our second year to our fourth year to, you know, as this journey goes, seemed like we didn't know nothing. You know what I mean? Right. And, and we thought we knew it all, but then you gotta go through it and have good mentors and good teachers and, and see what you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know. You know, right. but we we grew into young men. I was proud of that. Good, yeah, good. Ab- yeah. Absolutely, I uh, Jamal. I have to ask because you talk about gyms and uh, and learning things early. Um, yeah. You did the ga- you did the Gatorade commercial with Jordan where you basically yeah. had to mimic young Jordan and play young yeah. Jordan. And if you watch yeah. that commercial, it looks like young Jordan, which is, you know, a lot of people have compared your game. Good, to good camera work. Good camera work. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Because I'm sure that, that was insane having to go against Washington Wizards Jordan, Jordan at that point. So I'm going to give you a backstory. No, I'm going to give you a backstory. So going through the draft process, my dad was like, man, I heard MJ likes your game. This is before social media. This is any of that. So I'm like, dad, there's no way you can know that Michael Jordan <laughs> Likes my game. Yeah. Fast forward, I get drafted to the Bulls. One day, Tim Grover calls me down this, in my first year, and he's like, uh, MJ said you can meet him. I'm like, all right, cool. So I shoot downtown. They're working out. I get there about 7 a.m., and MJ's already been there at, since 6 a.m. And I remember, I'll never forget, he was doing like a defensive slide drill, right? It was just us three in the weight room, myself, Tim, and him. And he was like, yeah, in the summer, you can work out with me, and, you know, things of that nature. I'm like, whoa. So I leave there, call everybody. Like, I just let Michael Jordan, right? And he told me that he's like, I liked your game. And coming full circle, the reason my dad knew that he liked my game, my game was my dad went to University of Oregon. Amaya Rashad was there at the same time. Well, Amaya oh, Rashad ends there like this. Yeah. So that's how it all made sense. And but my dad never told me all that. So, anyways, I ended up working out with him. You know, ended up going to his house, and he really took an interest in me. And one day, uh, he was like, Yeah, I want you to be in this commercial with me. I'm like, All right, and you know anything. And I actually got paid for the commercial. I couldn't believe it from Gatorade. I got paid for the commercial. Like, so we went down there and we shot at the United Center. And I remember one of the directors was like, you know, do this dunk, do this dunk. And, and MJ told the director, like, hey, JC don't do all that dunking. All right, get some miles in here to do that. So he had a globe charter in there to do the dunking part. And me and him was just talking trash, playing one-on-one the United Center court. And that was it. Like, if you go back and watch him, he's like, you reach our teeth. Like, we're really talking back and forth. And he's hitting shots, and, and you can see my little peanut head if you, if you pause certain areas of the, of the video. But yeah, it was I'm sure you pause. I'm sure you pause a oh, few yeah, times again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, nah, but it was, it was a dream come true. Like I said, being my favorite player and then uh, getting a chance to really get that close to him and, and him to pick me to play the young Jordan, I was definitely honored. Yeah, Jamal, that's, where, where did, that's the inside stuff. Yeah, yeah backstory for sure. Jamal, we're telling the story, Jamal, how you would play one on one every single day, uh, and then was was it early in your career? Was it the lockout your, your first year? When was your lockout? No, nah, the lockout was '98. I came in 2000. Okay, yeah, Jamal, it was something. Jamal, Jamal had come off an injury or something. ACL, yep. Yeah, and Jamal was. 
and at the time, you know, rest in peace, Jerry Cross found out Jamal was playing basketball yep. downtown when he wasn't supposed to be playing. Yeah, Jamal would play true. every single day. No, every day. Every day. He was every playing. The, hey, Jamal was playing where the runs were in the morning. Jamal was playing <laughs> at the runs at night. Jamal was going to the parks and playing. And, <laughs> and it was like he would play every day. And it was like, you got to love it. You just yep. gotta love it, and then See, and then afterwards you would come up to the office and we would just talk, <laughs> just talk basketball. And you know what's crazy? Nothing's changed. <laughs> Not, so 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 Nate Burleson, you know Nate Burleson played. I know Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just did a podcast, and the guy who did the podcast with Scoop, he was like, "Man, I heard a funny story about you." I'm like, "What was that?" He said, "Nate told a story how you used to always be in his house." And he said, Nate would leave the house, go to the park, mess with some girls. He said his older brother would go to the park and shoot. He said, you would be in there and watch Come Fly with me 20 times in a row. And then, and I start coming, I'm like, dang, I did. Then I would go to the park, mimic the moves, and come back and watch it again. Like, I've just always been immersed in it. So my wife, I have a shirt that says, Ball is Light. She's like, that's an understatement for you. Like, yes. I just, it's not, it's like, I just, this is what I do. This is like, I, and I think that's lost on this, this generation, to be honest. It's the love for it. They love what comes with it. But. You got to love it. Like, I could tell you about every player. I used to collect trading cards. I could tell you where guys were from, or where they played at, or, you know, whatever it might be, what teams they played for, what jersey numbers they wore, what music they listened to while they was playing. Because I was just, <laughs> I thought if I listened to that music, I could make it, right? So I, I remember one time I snuck in the forum. I never told you. I snuck, the, I snuck in the forum when I was a kid. I was living in L.A. And Michael Adams was playing for Denver, and he was playing. I snuck in there early, and he's, him and some else was having a shooting contest, probably three something in the afternoon, four o'clock. And over the, the, the loudspeakers, uh, Mary J. Blige, Be Happy was playing. I'm thinking as a kid, I'm thinking as a kid, oh, he put that on, that's what he wants to shoot to. So I went home and played that. I'm like, well, that's what they're playing. Not knowing when I got an NBA, it's just the DJ playing the music and that's how it goes. But I just loved it so much and still do. Hey, JC, so, all right, I got. Uh, I know you know all the history, but I want to get to the current players. All right, I'm just okay. going to name five okay. guards. I know, I know I'm missing somebody. Okay. It's these five guards, I want your view on. Okay, so okay. we got Dame, mm -hmm. we got Kyrie, mm -hmm. we got Steph, mm -hmm. we have Russell Westbrook, and we have Derrick Rose. I need the scouting report on them five because them five monsters. Them I know five, five monsters. monsters. <laughs> Ooh, I need the scouting monsters. report. Whoa! I need the scouting report on them five <laughs> monsters right there. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, let, let's go, Kyrie. Let's let's let's, let's go, Dame. Let's go, Dame. Let's, let's go, Dame. Let's go, Dame. Quiet Dame assassin. First. Quiet assassin. He has the same confidence as Westbrook, but he he channels it a different way, right? So his is more internally. He feels just like he's a dog, just like Westbrook is, but. But he's channeling internally. Can shoot it from anywhere. Uh, he gives you so much space because he's always come out of his left hand, right? He, keeps, he plays like a left-hander, to be honest with you. He'd rather shoot out of his left hand. He'd rather hop out of his left hand. CJ McCombs the same way. So when we did our scout, we try to force them right. Press up, force them right, and, and trap them as much as possible just to keep them uncomfortable. Because Dame would shoot it five feet behind the line with no problem. So Dame's a killer. And, and I just saw a stat. I think he's one of the only guards the last five years. For a five-year stretch, he averaged 25 points, five assists, and five threes, I believe. No, 25 points, five assists, and three threes a game over a five-year period. So he's a killer. Uh, Westbrook, second most athletic point guard ever to me. Plays all out. He plays not the same style as Iverson, but he plays as hard as Iverson every single game. And he's somebody you want on your team. 
If he's not scoring, he's rebounding. If he's not rebounding, he's assisting. If he's not doing that, he's just willing your team, right? So he's somebody who – he's a monster. And him being 6'4", you know, he's a problem to deal with. He's like a, a world-class track athlete playing basketball and has hmm. the same basketball skill as well. But he, you don't see that type of athleticism. How you only defend one, him? How you defend him, Jason? You got to try to get him caught in a one-on-one. Only because he can, he'll, he'll can do that, but you don't want him picking you apart and scoring and doing everything else he does. You want him to just try to go get 50. And hopefully that doesn't beat you. But he's you got to give him space. And you have to dare him just to like take that as a challenge. Like, oh, you give me space? Okay, I'm just going to pull up. Because when he gets in your paint, it's, it's hell for everybody. He's, he's picking you apart. He's dunking. He's, he's igniting the crowd. He can lift up a whole arena by himself. He's the second most athletic point guard on this list behind somebody I'm going to talk about last. Kyrie okay, Irving. Okay. Kyrie may be the most skilled point guard I've ever seen. Look about the handles, that, JC, because you've got a lot of pride <laughs> yeah, in the handles. Kyrie hit me last year, and he's last summer. He said, I haven't played since I got hurt with Boston. Remember, he got hurt with Boston towards the end of his first season there. Right. He came and stayed with me in Seattle the whole month of August. We're going at it. We're battling every single day. And so I, if there was ever a camera on that so y'all could see how we was going at it, B, the runs were so good, right? I had, <laughs> I had Zach Levine in the run. I had DeJounte Burton in the run. That's good job. The runs were so good. You're going to appreciate this one. I had Bill Russell coming to watch the runs. Oh. And I had him come once. He liked it so much, he started coming back. And the only reason I'm telling this is because Kyrie already told the story. So I wasn't going to say it first. But since he told it, he put it out there. I'm just talking about it now. But yeah, we had Bill Russell coming to watch the runs. And, and Kai, Kai's handle is, is something different. He has, a, he has a move, and he has a counter, then he has a counter to the counter, then he has a counter to that. So you can never – He's like trying to catch water. <laughs> Hold on, JC. JC, that might have been a that might have been a bar. Hold but that's on, him, like, but that, B, B, that came that came fresh off the dome. I'm telling you. <laughs> B, he he's so slippery because he got he got the move initial move. You gonna react to that? Then he got a counter. He's already anticipating what you're gonna do there. He's going over here, and then here comes something else, and he's already he's already beating that. And then his finishes are Rod Strickland like. Right, like the mm. Rod Strickland. That's his godfather, by the way. Yeah. So that's yeah, 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 finishes yeah. come from Rod. Yeah, but he's probably the most skilled, and he can shoot it. He can shoot it like no other. So Kai is just—he's a whole different problem. Then you go to Steph. Steph got a handle just like that, but Steph is trying to—he's trying to bury you. People are fooled because he's light skinned he's smiling, he's having fun. <laughs> that's a killer, man. That dude's a killer. Right. That right, dude's right. A killer, right? And he's—if if, if, he wants to embarrass you. See, the, the thing about those two, especially Kyrie and Steph, is they're trying to take your soul. They just don't want to score. They're trying to embarrass you. That's why you see Steph mm. shooting, turn around. I'm not watching it go in. None of I'm trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to take your heart. And those two especially, they put on shows. That, but all these guards put on shows every night. But all these guys at their peak, their prime, I got to go with D. Rose, man. He's still my really? favorite guard out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Now, he can't shoot it like them, but the way he can control the game, his athleticism, his smarts. He's, he was so – he was lightning in the bottle. Like, he was like – the MVP, Derrick Rose, I saw him. Don't forget, we played against him. Yeah, right, right. All right. right. Well, so he, was Atlanta, he was with Atlanta that time, right? He was in Atlanta, I, right? Yeah, and I ain't going to lie. I even asked Kirk Heinrich. I'm like, is he really that good? I'm like, man, are you sure he's that good? And he was like, Ma, I'm telling you. So then I saw him firsthand, and I saw how he took us out. I think he had 40 on the road, and it was like a closing <laughs> game. And, and just watching him and how dynamic he is, his athleticism – could negate some of what they do well at his peak. And when he was just like, before any injury, because, you know, once you get injured, you start playing differently, start playing more cautious. And that brings a longevity and you become smarter. But him with no injury, it was like he could negate a lot. Of, I saw him go in every – none of these guys, because he's in the generation before, but 
he, every point guard that other generation, I seen him going and dominate every single one of them. Every single, he wanted all the smoke from every single one of them. And he dominated mm. everything. And you got to tip your head to him. He didn't run from no challenge. No, I'm guarding you and you got to guard me. And I'm going to come out on top. That's awesome. Now tell me about this last guy. Okay. Lamar Crawford. Oh man. I ain't never seen. I ain't, I want to know. <laughs> tell me about this young guy, because Jamar, look, you 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 know how I feel about you. I, I love right. you. You my Always guy. Have. I mean, Always have. Yeah. You was a monster. You was a monster. You was a monster now, you know. How do yeah. you defend a young Jamar Crawford? Because you you always been fearless. Yeah. You're not the biggest guy. You're not the strongest guy. But wherever there's a run, I knew you was always going to show up at the run. So Tell B, me about that. So, B, I think the fearlessness came from playing against older guys. You know, like all these guys got trainers now. Even my son, he has a trainer now. But when we were coming up, we played against older guys. Those were our trainers. We didn't know at the time, but that's how we learned to play. They weren't going to give you the bar every play. You had to learn to back cut, set a screen, get knocked down, get back up, show you had heart, so you could hit an open shot. So for me, Tony Allen, one of the best defenders, the best defender I've played, played against, he just said yesterday, they said, who are the best handlers you ever had to guard? He said, Jamal Crawford's the hardest person I've ever had. He said this yesterday. So for me, it's hard to talk about myself. But when I hear Pierce say things like that, when I hear Isaiah Thomas, what he just said, right. and, and you guys and Magic, and put it this way, all my favorite players at one time or another said they love my game. For me, that's enough. Like, I, I'll be the guy underneath the, the radar, right? And, and, but as long as my peers and people, my heroes looked up, I looked up to, said they liked my game at one point or another, or they, they, you know, they like how I played or what I brought to the game, that's enough for me. Well, you're certainly one of my favorite players of all time. You know, I, nah, but you've always said from, from day one, you, you looked at me as different. Like, you got like, a chance to be special. You've always um, said that. Um, before I played the game, before I played the game in the NBA, you said that. And I always respected that. And that gave me a whole different – because, you know, if, if, if MJ is my favorite, I learned about everybody. I learned about BJ. I learned about Pip. I learned about everybody. Like, I, 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 I feel like I was a fool. I yeah. about everybody. For real. You learn about Luke Longley. You're like, yeah. you're like I'm too deep in there. Hey, Judd Bushler, Steve. Curry, you learn about everybody. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's we awesome. appreciate you coming on, Jamal, and you're welcome anytime. anytime. And, anytime. Um, anytime yeah. you want me, I'm here. I got, I, got, I got 20 years of stories, man. So whenever oh, man, this you guys trigger different things, man, when you say stuff. All right, JC, man, you be good, man. Love you, man. Hey, I love you appreciate too. you coming on. All right, then. All right, be good. All right.